to Small Screen Stories. This is the, well, I suppose it's not really a daily show anymore because, well, I'm not doing it daily anymore. So this is the show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. So that's movies, TV shows, the occasional comic book, and sometimes, very occasionally, video games. I am Edward Lauder, I'm the editor of Small Screen, and I just wanted to get into what is for us here at Small Screen, the biggest news of the day, and I wanted to kick it off with Zack Snyder. So there have been a lot of uh, reports recently that Zack Snyder is going to be leaving the DCEU after uh, Justice League. And I wanted to delve into that a bit more, look at the quote, specifically the quote he gave, and then kind of, I suppose it was an opinion piece I wrote on the site, uh, but really talk about what I actually think he's talking about in that quote. So the quote comes from an interview with Comic Book Debate, which is a, another YouTube channel. Please go and check them out. They're really good. Um, and I'll get it up on screen here. So he says here, he says, look, so I will get that. Um, look, I've never thought I'd be here doing this. I didn't think I'd be finishing Justice League. The truth is, and it's been widely reported, I have no issue that this is an old movie. This is a three-year-old movie I've been working on. The DC Universe has gone and branched off and done its own thing, and that's fine. As far as what I did and as far as what my vision was for what I wanted to do with these characters and the journey I wanted them to go on, it's... Sorry, uh, it's well known that I planned more movies, five movies or something, but I'm busy. I've got a lot going on. Is it cool that fa the fans have so much faith in the trajectory? Yes, it's amazing. And I couldn't be happier and excited for them to see Justice League so they can really drink in the entire elixir of Justice League. But would I continue? I have no plan to, but like I said, I didn't think I'd be here. So who knows? So people have kind of taken that and been like, oh, uh, he's leaving the DCU after Justice League. And if you really look at what he's saying, I mean, he's kind of, uh, I will, I, before I talk about what my, my my thoughts are on this, I would like to uh, tell you guys to go over, read my article, of course, read that, but also read Mikey Sutton's article over at Geekosity. I believe it's the on the, like the top page, it's the first thing you can see. It's a really, really good article. But uh, he's made some really valid and interesting points. Actually, I kind of agree with actually all of them. And um, his whole thing was that it's kind of the, the final sentence, the final phrase. But like I said, I didn't think I'd be here. So who knows? Basically, Zack Snyder thought he was going to be done with the DCU basic, once he was asked to leave Justice League. So uh, what does that mean? Well, so basically what I was talking about before is that is um that yeah it's that last phrase so but like I said I didn't think I'd be here so who knows and um what was really what's really interesting about that phrase is the fact that he he did not he did not think he was ever going to get this movie like made he didn't think it was ever going to come out and then he ended up making it kind of through um a lot of fan well fans were pushing for this to be made which is great they really wanted this to see the light of day. And then Toby Emmerich kind of went uh, went along with it and said, well, why not we just make it, get it made, put 70 million in, which is a lot of money really to be spending on this, and then put it out onto HBO Max. That's 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 great. That's that's all fine and wonderful. But the, the thing is, it's like, so as I try and get my mic to, <laughs> mic to work properly. Um, yeah, so... 
what does this actually, what, what does his quote actually mean? Well, his quote means that as far as he's concerned at the moment, and I, I mean that at the moment, this is my last thing I'm involved with in the DCU. He's saying that, you know, it's moved on. We've had lots of movies since um, he was working on Justice League come out. But the, the fact of the matter is, actually, the, the tone of the DCU hasn't really changed all that much. His movies are a lot darker than some of the other ones. Aquaman is a lot brighter. Shazam is as well. Wonder Woman, well, Wonder Woman 1984. Probably best not to talk about that film. But the, the tone has changed. But what I'm saying is that these these films... He he still has a place in the in, in the DC Comics universe. He still has a massive, massive fan base. And now that he's making this film, a lot relies on whether this film does well or not. So if this film ends up bringing in a lot of people to subscribe to HBO Max, if it brings in a lot of people internationally into cinemas, hopefully they might be open by then if this uh, vaccine goes through and everything goes goes nicely with this. If If it does really well, best case scenario which I think it could do, I think it could do really, really well, then basically Warner Brothers is going to be like, Zack, you're going to have to do more of these. And Zack Snyder, he said that he's got a lot on, and he does have a lot on. He's got um, the um, his uh, is it Army of the Dead movie that he's doing with uh, for Netflix. I believe it's that. He's got he's got a lot of stuff going on. That is true. That is, that is very much true. But is he going to say no to doing more Justice League, to potentially, like, directing a Justice League 2? No, well, he's not going to say no to that. He's, he's, of course, he's going to say yes to that. And there are already ideas in development. There are scripts being written. Um, and so, again, a lot hinges on whether or not Justice League performs well. It's kind of difficult to see. I mean, they've already they've already um, greenlit Wonder Woman three, even though critically it actually hasn't done all that well. There was a lot of people that really liked that film to, when it first came out. A lot of quite well known critics, and then the movie got a wider release, and more people saw it. And actually, then you know, it's no longer rated, um, I think certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't want to take what Rotten Tomatoes. You know, I don't want to take that site. I don't. That's not the holy grail. That's not the be all and end all of movies. But it kind of is becoming that over, <laughs> over the last couple of years. But what what I'm saying is that no, Zack Snyder is not leaving the DCU. That was very much something that um, that they really that a lot of sites kind of took and went with. And as I said in the article, Zack Snyder says he's done with the DCU after Justice League. It's a it's a good headline. It's a headline. It's an article that writes itself. He does kind of say that in the quote, but if you really, really read in between the lines, which you've got to do with these sorts of things, Zack Snyder talks so much. He talks to so many YouTubers. He talks to so many people because he's got a lot of fans out there. So he's bound to, you know, that they and he likes talking with them. He likes interacting with them, which is great, which is one of the reasons why we love Zack Snyder so much. But it is true that, you know, he does, I, I suppose, as far as he's concerned now, He's done. He wants to be in his head, probably done with the film, so he can move on to do other things. But then again, if the movie does really well, which I think it will, then of course he's not gonna he's not gonna say no to doing more Justice League movies. He's very, you know, he had plans to make five films, and I think he's what he's still got two of those left. So there's also been rumors that he he might be doing um, a, a Joker movie with Jared Leto. Apparently they got on really well and. Yeah, you know, he he he's someone that loves to work with these people, and these people seem to love to work with him. Actors really, really enjoy working with Zack Snyder, and they'll be lining up to work with him. One of the reasons why Ben Affleck is back is because Zack Snyder's back, because they brought him back. So, you know, 
There are a lot of rumors um, saying that Zack Snyder's done with the DCU. What I'd say is take those rumors with a pinch of salt. Zack Snyder didn't specifically say that he's just leaving and never. there's never a possibility of him doing another DCEU movie. He actually said, who knows? You know, he again, as I said before, as far as he was concerned, when he was basically asked to leave Justice League and replaced by Joss Whedon, that was him done. That was his time in the DCU done you know things happen in strange ways and um i personally am very excited to see more of his his work in the dcu i think he works really well in it i think if you can have his movies and then have smaller maybe budget films alongside uh what he's doing then why not why not do that but let me know what you guys think about all that in the comments below right moving on and moving on to cyborg um so this I suppose this is the Ray Fisher part of the of the show. Um, so what's been happening with Ray Fisher? What's been happening with Cyborg? Well, there have been rumors. Um, those rumors have been spread by Grace Randolph that um, they're auditioning actors for the role of Cyborg in Flashpoint. And Andy Muschietti is heading up the search. That's what she had to say. Um, I'll bring that up right here for you guys. There's her tweet in all its glory. Well... Um, what happened after that? Well, sorry, I'll bring that back up. Mark Hughes then went uh, on Twitter to say, the rumors, uh, the, rumors, the rumors of Cyborg recasting are a lie. Cyborg is not in the flash and the role is not being recast. I've confirmed this with the studio. The rumor is false in all caps. So who is Mark Hughes? Well, Mark Hughes is, uh, well, he was a football manager and a football player, but that's not that Mark Hughes. Um, he, he's actually someone that, he's a, he's a film writer, he's a screenwriter. He's written for the Huffington Post, who writes for the Huffington Post and Slate. So he's, he's, a pretty, he's pretty knowledgeable and he's pretty well connected in the industry. So to be honest, I'd believe him over Grace Randolph, even though she does get things right actually quite a lot um this whole thing just sounds to me a bit weird it sounds to me very odd that they'd be trying to remove ray fisher as cyborg given you know the amount of um given how vocal he's been over the last couple of months and years really ever since uh, working on that <laughs> with joss whedon on on justice league and i will talk more about ray fisher in a bit but no as far as the the casting the recasting rumors around cyborg uh mark hughes is saying they're false I'm inclined to believe him. I don't think they would ever, ever recast Cyborg. But if they're, what they would do is they'd just not have the character. They'd be, if, if, you know, if they really don't want to work with Ray Fisher again, then just don't have the character. It's not, you know, I mean, I, I actually really like what Ray Fisher did with the role. I thought he was really hard done by in Justice League. Um, he should have been in, you know, that film more. He was originally going to be in, in it more. We're going to see more of him in Justice League. And actually, that's the main sticking point about this. We're going to be seeing a lot more uh, from uh, from Ray Fisher's cyborg in Zack Snyder's Justice League, which, uh, you know, if you're going to believe all the DC Comics, DCU directors, they're considering that to be canon, not Joss Whedon's movie. Therefore, if he, which I believe he will do, if he delivers an incredible performance in that film and people really gravitate towards his character, then recasting for this Flash movie would just be a completely dumb thing to do. Like, really, really dumb. So, no, Cyborg's not being recast. It's not happening, guys. Um, you know, kudos to <laughs> to Grace Randolph for trying that one, but I don't, I, I, that's not happening. And uh, I really do believe um, Mark Hughes. Uh, so, uh, this, I suppose I, I, well, actually let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. 
right? We got that out of the way. Now, moving on, and uh, moving on to something which is connected, and it's of course Ray Fisher. And Ray Fisher, as I said before, has been very vocal. But um, I, I, to be honest, I love looking at his Twitter because he always he, he's kind of always saying something about someone. And of course, it was revealed that Walter Hamada's contract has been extended over at um, DC Films, so he's going to be there until. Oh, I can't remember now. Is it 2025 or something? It's, it's a couple more years he's got. And, um, of course, Walter Hamada, I've spoken about him on the show before. He's someone that um, is an interesting guy. You know, he, he came from doing like being the producer on like the James Wan films, The Conjuring, those sorts of films. He's now the overseer at DC Films. He's someone that was kind of brought in as a stopgap, really. He was not, not really meant to be there for that long. But he seems to be quite good in the role. People seem to like him over at Warner Brothers. People, and now he's been extend, had this contract extension. This comes after a rather, well, I wouldn't say controversial, but um, you know, headline-grabbing uh, interview he did with the New York, New York Times, where he revealed that there were going to be four movies a year in the DC Comics, four DC Comics movies a year. Two of them will be coming to streaming services. He also went on about there being two Batman. Then there's that whole Michael Keaton thing, and that was actually not not true. Michael Keaton is not replacing Ben Affleck as Batman in the DCEU. So a lot of stuff came out of that article. Um, and basically, Ray Fisher took to Twitter to um, to talk about the fact that he's, uh, sorry, Warner Brothers has extended Walter Hamada as president of DC Films. So, you know, it's, a, it's quite a bit. Actually, I just want to go on to the deadline article just to make sure that I get my information right for you guys. I just wanted to know when his contract I expires. So 2023. So, you know, he's got, you know, quite a lot, a few years now that he's uh, he's going to be uh, involved in, in, the, in the DC <laughs> movies, which uh, some people might like, other people might not. But here we go. Here is what uh, Ray Fisher had to say on the matter. It's weird how these uh, reactionary announcements from Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Pictures always forget to mention that Walter Hamada was working directly with Jeff Johns and Toby Emmerich on Shazam during Justice League reshoots. More soon, accountability more than entertainment or is more than entertainment. So uh, the, again, he he's, calls it a reactionary announcement. Um, which is interesting. Uh, he 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 said this before that he called Walter Hamada the most dangerous kind of enabler in a previous tweet. He's not a fan of Walter Hamada's. He does he thinks he's uh, he's guilty. He does not like the fact that he's being given this extra you know this this extension in his, in his contract. Uh, he he seems to think he he holds him accountable, which. To be honest, it could you know he has a point. He could be if he was really there at the time. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. He was, he was working on Shazam. I know that he was on Shazam, and that was was that during the Justice League reshoots? Maybe. I mean, Ray Fisher should know his stuff because he was there. But um, it's not good. Um, uh, Jeff Johns uh, is no longer part of the DC films thing. He's not. He's you know. But there are reports now that he was. One of the reasons why Wonder Woman 1984 was a bit of a mess and um, the, the, the Snyders, Deborah Snyder and Zack Snyder had to come in and help uh, Patty Jenkins kind of fix that film as much as they could. So, you know, his fingerprints have been in a lot of things and I, I, I think it's more him, the problem, than Walter Hamada. But it seems as though Ray Fisher really has it up, has a, it does is not a fan of Hamada's and has made it very clear in his tweets. And I just wanted to uh, to talk a bit about it. Now I, I have kind of pitted this, I think, uh, on the um, in the thumbnail as, as Ray Fisher versus Walter Hamada. 
Water Mad has not said anything about about Ray Fisher. Uh, Ray Fisher is it's all coming from him. Uh, I know there are people out there that are not fans of his, but as far as I'm concerned, he's someone that is speaking out, that is constantly speaking out, and he just wants to make sure people, you know, justice is done, and which is good. It's like you know there are people at in power, you know, positions of power that never ever, you know. Uh, are held accountable for their actions. Um, I've just, for instance, finished watching um, a great TV show, sorry, The Morning Show, which is all about that. It's all about holding people in positions of power accountable. And and I do think there is an element of that that's needed at Warner Brothers. And um, he is someone, Ray Fisher is someone that that is willing to do that, that is willing to put his career on the line. And he really is putting his career on the line because of this. I mean, people might not want to work with him anymore because of all this. <clears throat> the interesting thing in this in this tweet is that he says more soon so you know ray fisher is um he's drip feeding us a bit this stuff but uh he you know his career's on the line he is someone that is very 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 passionate about this um he had that whole uh, article in forbes i believe it was and um actually kind of got retracted i think a bit after that because there are allegations made in the article that probably weren't po- properly backed up legally but the a lot of these people are protected uh, legally and they really shouldn't be and um i i all i'm saying is that i stand with ray fisher on this i think he's very very brave for doing this um people that say he isn't are just stupid because the guy is an actor and he's making this very he's being very vocal about this and this really will damage his career if they don't sort things out at warner brothers if if things don't change so fingers crossed things will change. Fingers crossed people will listen to Ray Fisher. Fingers crossed something will happen. He's trying to get the hashtag Walter New trending. So, you know, let's just wait and see what happens. Walter Hamada's contract has been extended. So Warner Brothers seems to be very much on Walter Hamada's side. We then had those rumors that they're recasting Cyborg. So it's an interesting time. It's interesting, but also I'm quite worried about it because I'm actually quite worried about Ray Fisher's career. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to some Ant-Man 3 news. Apparently, according to Grace Randolph, uh, that chestnut, uh, Ant-Man 3, sorry, will introduce the Fantastic Four to the MCU. So this is something that I saw and I was like, oh, this is quite interesting because it does actually make sense because Ant-Man 3 is being directed by Peyton Reed and Peyton Reed is a very, very big fan of the Fantastic Four and actually made it very very, very uh, clear that he was actually trying to get the gig for directing that movie. That that gig eventually went to John Watts, who is the Spider-Man director. He directed Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man Homecoming. He's directing Spider-Man 3 at the moment. So it would make sense to me that, that Marvel and, and Kevin Feige might say, you know what, you're not directing uh, the Fantastic Four movie, but you can use the characters. You can use the characters in your movie and you can introduce them. You can introduce audiences to the new Fantastic Four, to the MCU's Fantastic Four. I think that's a great idea. So I just want to get the tweet up for you guys. So Grace Randolph, here's some MCU tea. MCU tea for you guys, yeah. Uh, Marvel is looking for Fantastic Four actors right now and will likely go with smaller, highly regarded actors rather than big ne- the, than a big name. Also theories that they'll be introduced in, in Ant-Man 3, sorry, are correct. But one member could even show up earlier on on a Disney Plus. So she's saying that one of those one of those characters could 
come to uh, before could be introduced before in a Disney Plus Marvel series, which is another. Actually, I did I did write about that on the site. You can go and find that article now. So what she's saying, she's saying that they're going to go with smaller, highly regarded actors rather than a big name. So who, what, who's a smaller, highly regarded actor? Well, we did we did post, uh, uh, you know, we were told by sources. Uh, we do have our sources by inside sources that um, Dacre Montgomery, um, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski are in talks to be to star in the Fantastic Four film. So that would be... Krasinski would be playing Reed Richards, um, Emily Blunt would be playing Susan Storm, and Dacre Montgomery would be playing her brother, um, I forget, Johnny Storm, <laughs> I almost forgot his name. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're the names that we were told. Of course, that's quite, I suppose that's, it's not really early on now, but uh, a lot of people have been really asking, demanding almost that Marvel um, casts the Krasinski and Blunt in those roles. They're not, I wouldn't call them big names though. I think John Krasinski is pretty well known, I suppose, you know, he's, he's done, but he still is the guy from The Office, you know, and he's, when you say highly regarded actors, I mean, you can't get more highly regarded than Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt is a fantastic actor. Dacre Montgomery is also a fantastic and highly regarded actor. He's not he's not a particularly big name. You know, he's been in Stranger Things, but apart from that, he was in the Power Rangers movie, and that's about it. But um, yeah, the the idea of them turning up in Ant-Man 3, I think is interesting. Uh, I'd be very much for it. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to the Spawn reboot. So this is an interesting one. So the Spawn movie is being written and possibly directed by Todd McFarlane who is the creator of Spawn. So he's a comic book writer. And um, Mr. H Reviews over on YouTube uh, has uh, reported, he's an English YouTuber uh, like myself. He's reportedly got the script for the Spawn reboot and has said it's total garbage. Um, uh, his actual quote is, this film is never getting made. And if it does get made from this script, it's garbage, total garbage, absolute crap. So he's actually someone that's been... Uh, He's been covering the Spawn movie a lot. He's a big Spawn fan, and he reportedly has a copy of the script. And he did a um, an episode, a, you know, video where he read some of the the script out, and it does sound awful. If that really is the script, then I'd be very worried. He calls it very nineties. So it seems to me as though this film is in a lot of trouble. We haven't really heard much about it originally. I think it was going to be Jeremy Renner was going to play Twitch, a cop. And um, Jamie Foxx was going to play Spawn. And if uh, Mr. H Reviews' uh, script is correct, we're not actually going to see much of Spawn. It's going to be mainly focused on on the cop, which is a bit, um, I think, a bit worrying. It's probably a way of cutting the budget, but that's not what you want from a Spawn movie. I'm a bit worried about this Spawn movie, I'm going to be honest, but let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Right, what's Amber Heard got to say? Well, she's in The Stand at the moment, which is um, it's the, the Stephen King TV show. I'm a massive, massive fan of The Stand, the book. I haven't actually watched the TV show yet, but she was doing a group Zoom call, and I got this from The Hindu, which is a, a paper over in India, and um, she joked that she's um, <laughs> she's very... She's very good at playing the villainous woman character. Um, her exact quote, uh, which I'll get up for you guys here, is both uh, Nadia. So she plays Nadia Cross, I believe is the name. I did read the book, but I can never remember the names. Yeah, N Nadine Cross. So is it Nadine or Nadia? Nadine? No, well, anyway. 
both uh, Nadina and Mira are totally different. What I seem to be really good at is getting an audience to believe in the, vil in the villainous woman character. And then she laughed. Actually, in Aquaman, it was a bit of a departure for me to play someone who's not using her womanly ways to bring evil to the world. But Nadine, uh, on the other hand, is a character coming with a lot of psychological baggage. There's a lot of preparation for, frankly, how people behave when, they're, when, they're, when they've been groomed. O um, owning her journey was understanding people who come out of cults or those who have committed horrendous crimes so sorry you didn't get that whole quote there there you go there's the whole quote so is is amber heard good at playing villainous characters well you know what i actually think she is i think she's very good at it um and she might have found herself a niche there is she it's I, I did post this article and people got a bit annoyed you know a lot of people are very much against amber heard at the moment but as far as I'm aware, there's nothing, nothing's been officially announced and there's no, you know, that, that, that whole thing is, that whole chestnut, as I say, is still going on. Uh, will it, will it, will we, will we get some sort of answer, hopefully, at some point? But I know there are lots of people that are very um, pro Johnny Depp and, you know, that's great. You know, you can support Johnny Depp, but this whole thing is, is, is going on and I don't really want to spend too much time on the whole Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp thing. But as far as her playing a, a villainous character, I think she's good at it. And uh, I, I know people people aren't watching that show, but you know what? I love I love the book so much and I'm such a big Stephen King fan. That I'm just going to watch it. I'm just going to watch the show. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. That's my opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, right, moving on. And moving on to um, Doom Patrol Season 3 is rumored to introduce the Dead Boy Detectives which I'm super excited about. So if you haven't seen Doom Patrol, it's like really, I think the wackiest DC Comics show there is. I think it's great. Um, I think season one was really interesting, but season two really, really was great. And now season three is coming out and Daniel Rickman, who is a serial scoopster, has uh, revealed apparently that um, the Dead Boy Detectives are coming. So if you're asking who are the Dead Boy, Dead Boy Detectives, well, I am glad you asked. They are two ghosts. So one of them, they're children. Uh, one of them is called Payne. He was murdered at a boarding school in 1916. And then there's Roland, who was tormented by demonic spirits at the same school in the 1990s. And when he died, decided to stay on Earth with Payne. And the two of them would go on adventures together. So these characters were uh, debuted in The Sandman, which is written by Neil Gaiman. <clears throat> and I'm a huge fan of The Sandman. I think it's a great, uh, I've got them all behind me here, if you can see that. Uh, and I, I love, love, love the idea of them being brought into um, Doom Patrol Season 3. Because it's just a good place to have wacky, weird characters. So uh, it's it's something that I'm excited about. Some I think a lot of people might not know who they are. But, you know, Doom Patrol is great. If you haven't watched Doom Patrol, do go and watch it. Um, what do you guys think about that? If, you, if you're a fan of Neil Gaiman's work, you'll probably know of the Dead Boy Detective. So let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Right, Jodie, our doctor, is trending on Twitter after rumours that uh, Jodie Whittaker's leaving Doctor Who. <clears throat> so these rumours, uh, as people like to call them, uh, came from the Mirror. Um, and I used to, full disclosure, I did used to work at the Mirror. And I do believe that, <laughs> I believe them. I think that they've, they've got, uh, they wouldn't make that sort of stuff up. Let's just say that. And um, we've had, like yesterday, there was, I did an article about how the BBC declined to comment. They said we weren't, we're, not, we're not commenting on anything involving uh, Jodie Whittaker or Doctor Who, which is fine. It's their prerogative to do that. But we are going to have to get an official answer at some point. 
because people are now casting other Doctor Who's. People are talking about, you know, the likes of Daniel Kaluuya playing Doctor Who, for instance. Uh, Jodie, our Doctor, trending on, on, on Twitter really, really makes me happy because I'm a big fan of Jodie Whittaker's. I think she's a fantastic actor. I think she was really, really hard done by, um, especially in the first season of Doctor Who she was in. And that was really down to Chris Chibnall, who I think is actually, at that point, was just not experienced enough to take on such a big show doctor who is a big show and it requires someone who really knows what they're doing and i, and I think he kind of he learned and i think now it seems as though he's getting better the new year's eve this new year's day sorry uh special the revolution of the daleks was reportedly very good uh, uh, our review was uh, very glowing of, of that i haven't watched it yet but um no i'm just happy to see that people are supporting jodie whittaker because there was a lot of hate um, against her when she was first cast and it was just completely bonkers and people need to grow up and I'm kind of I'm going to be sad to see her leave let's just say that right final bit of well, I suppose news but we do we do these box office updates these box office roundups um, it's Daniel Peter that does them for us and he came up with the UK's top 10 grossing films of 2020 and this is from Comscore so believe it or not, there were some movies that made a bit of money this year. In the this is UK centric though, it might give you an idea though of like the the top ten grossing movies of the year worldwide. But this is specifically in the UK. So in a number one with forty three point nine million was nineteen seventeen. That was the Sam Mendes movie, Sonic Head Sonic the Hedgehog in at number two with nineteen point three million. So quite a big drop. Uh, Tenant in number three. So Tenant only made it to number three with uh, seventeen point five million pounds in the in box office revenue. Uh, Bad Boys for Life in at number four uh, with sixteen point two. Doolittle five at fifteen point nine. Little Women in six with fifteen point three. The Gentleman in seven with twelve point two. Parasite in eighth position with twelve point one million. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker in in uh, sorry ninth position with eleven point four million, and Jumanji: The Next Level or Next Level with eleven million pounds in the bank. Uh, so that's all UK box office numbers. Tenant being at number three is quite surprising. You'd expect that to be in a number one. Nineteen Seventeen did really well because it had it had a proper cinema release, as, as did Son of the Hedgehog, and Bad Boys for Life did as well, as did Doolittle, I think, and Little Women and The Gentleman, and Parasite, and Star Wars, and Jumanji. So basically, Tenet is in there. It's the only film that, that came out during the pandemic. So all these films are kind of end of 2019, beginning of 2020 movies, which is to be expected because no movies have come out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the fact that it made 17.5 million in the UK, that's Tenet, it is not bad considering cinemas were basically closed. So... People might see that as a as a as a bad thing. I personally don't. I see it as a good thing. But on that bombshell, I'm going to leave you. Thank you so much for watching, guys. So uh, I'm going to round up so you can like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. That's great. That would be great if you could do that. You can uh, listen to this as a podcast. I'm going to try and edit this. I had some issues with my recording software. Uh, if you want to listen as, uh, to the podcast, you can. It's at Small Screen Stories, wherever you get your podcasts. If you listen on um, Apple Podcasts, then please give us a five-star rating. That'd be wonderful. Uh, you can follow us uh, everywhere on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Small Screen Co. Uh, you can also follow me at EJ Lauder on Twitter. If you also want to write for us, you can. Uh, you can uh, email me at edward at small-screen... Uh, no, sorry, small-screen... 
<laughs> smalltownscreen.co.uk. Sorry about that. Um, and just come up with pitches. Uh, we do pay our writers, and I love, love to hear from you. I've had some brilliant, brilliant writers write for us. Um, got a, a couple of new ones recently, which is really great. I'm going to name drop Sa- uh, James Simon because he's been really helping me out. So thank you to everyone that's been helping me, that's been reading the site, that's been uh, kind. It's always nice. That's 2021 has got to be a kind year, I think. And uh, I'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you very much for watching, guys. And I'll see you in the next one. Cheers and goodbye. Thank you.